Hello and good evening. This is Courtney King, aka The Heart Mentor, aka The Emancipator, and I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia this evening, and you are listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show, where we identify misguided modern-day perspectives of the Bible, giving you context to spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and his apostles in the name. On this radio show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood from the Bible in the name, verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane Kai Katura International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello and good evening, everyone. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses speaking to you live from Canada. And we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube and Facebook. If you'd like to ask us any questions, feel free to comment on YouTube at Anointed Life or guys, join our Facebook group, Anointed Life Mindset Mentors. So, good evening. <laughs> I, was, I was pausing for you to say your good evening. Um, good evening, Tanya. How are things good for you and your side of the world? Um, I think we're doing great. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I last um, talked, we had, we were transitioning into um, the fall season for us here in Canada. Um, so we're, yeah, we're still having wonderful weather, still nice. beautiful weather. Nice. Um, I, I'd say we're doing really great. Just um, enjoying walks and, um, you know, everyday natural stuff that we do at home. So we're good. Good, 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 good. How about you? Per usual, totes busy. <laughs> Always busy. I cannot, you know, guys. Okay, I appreciate my season. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. However, I do look forward to the season where I'm not going to school. Like, I just, I'd like to not be in school for a while. <laughs> I'd like Every to not time. be in school. But I, you know, I'm still adjusting. I've now been here two and a half months in Atlanta. So just the adjustment, the job and school and, you know, walking yeah. out self-existently in a new place. So mm. yeah, this is, it's going great. I'm doing well. Growing day by day. Praise God. Excellent. And the weather here, um, it got a little chilly today. Now chilly for me is probably not chilly for you. But how is your chili? What's it like? Like, well, it's like put a jacket on now. <laughs> and when I took the kids outside for recess, I was like, you have five minutes and we're going back in. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have brought a jacket today. It's like today is you have to put a jacket on, not a coat, but just like a jacket. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, and yes. I did not bring one. So we stayed outside for oh, a very no. short time. <laughs> I had like this thin <laughs> shirt on. I was like, oh. We're going in now. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, the weather has definitely changed since yesterday. And it was like 80 something, which is really warm. What? 80 degrees is warm. Oh, my God. And it was cold today. And I also didn't want them because they didn't have jackets. I didn't want them to stay outside, you know, true, with true. the weather change being so drastic. So, yeah. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> So, guys, today's topic uh, for you all viewers out there and listeners, our today's topic is called spiritual growth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
that is something a lot of people probably wondering, well, how do you do it? And what are, what is spiritual growth? And, and how do I walk this out in my life? And thinking about like, what was spiritual growth before I understood the name, what it was to live self-existently. And I think for me personally, Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot about number one, that means you get more faith. That's when I used to believe that you could purchase faith. (laughs) Like almost like, you know, you go to the store and buy faith. You got to have more faith. Right. Right. Um, I think that it was also being in my head. It was being consistent at certain activities. Like Mm. I know that I'm mature when I get up at four in the morning and I pray for four hours and I read an entire chapter and I exegese it and, you know, like all these things, like this list of things that I had determined in my head. And I'm pretty sure it came Mm -hmm. from the things that were being said around me. And I kind of just created this thing where it's like, okay, I know I'm mature when I can do this. And yeah, I think that's more of like the mindset, right? If I can, if I'm consistently doing this, then that means I mature in spiritual things. Right. But I I think it's important that people understand that maturity doesn't mean you could check off a list in terms Mm, of like activity. And that's what I had taken it on. Like if I prayed today, boom, if I did this, oh, I did it for a whole week. I was mature this week. And it's like, no, that's not necessarily true because we're looking for more like function and not so much um, the ability to check off some activities. I think as well, like um, the more I knew about the Bible, Mm -hmm. the more spiritual growth I got, you guess, I guess, or yeah. And I agree with you with the faith thing. Like uh, how about mustering up a bunch of people together? And the more we have this more faith, things will move. Yeah. 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 I I think that's one of the concepts too, that I, I picked up along the way, but knowing it now, mm, Mm -hmm. Not exactly what spiritual growth is. Not exactly. And there's always nuances. And I think a lot of it, too, is we use a lot of the same vocabulary, but we mm. have different definitions. So even just now when I was saying the difference between functioning in the name and functioning with this checklist are two completely different things, though there may be some similarities. You're like, oh, yeah, you're still praying. But, yes, it's the mindset behind it. And so even as we talk about spiritual growth today, at the end of the day, we're really talking about a mind. Yeah. We're, that's what we're talking about. Because we were made in his image and likeness, which means we were made in his imagination. And imagination comes from the mind. So God mm-hmm. is Elohim. He is an intelligence. He is a mind. And he breathed his intelligence, which was a right. spirit, the breath of life, into mm-hmm. us. And we are supposed to duplicate that. Now, Adam fell out of the garden and he began to reproduce and then duplicate a different mind, Mm -hmm. which is why the Bible tells us that we, now that we're back in Christ, we have to renew our mind to once again, function in the mindset, in the discipline, in the realities, there we go, the spiritual realities that the father has. And that is truly when you're walking in um, when you're walking in maturity, you're spiritually growing is the more um, you're functioning with God's thought process, 
-hmm. then you're functioning with his perspective and his lens. And then the outcome will be you being God on earth. And that is maturity. Boom, we're done. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're 11 minutes in. What about I'm done. Go ahead, Tanya. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you no, know, I totally agree with you. Yes. Um, uh, spiritual growth is is a mindset. And it's mm-hmm. not a mindset of what I, on my own, apart from God, outside mm-hmm. of the, the garden, create to think that this Oops. is spiritual growth. It has to align with um, mm-hmm. who Father is and how he thinks. So yeah. if he thinks a certain way, that same thinking because of the garden, let, mm-hmm. let us make man in our image yes. and likeness and let them have dominion. Let's say that thought process of dominion of a father is mm-hmm. the same thought process that I have as a dominion of the son or the daughter in multiplication of who he is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So come on, in, preach, preach faster. <laughs> <laughs> So in in spiritual growth, it would lead to that is light, making sure we renew our minds mm-hmm. to the logic of yes. what Father is doing and what He is saying, mm-hmm. in order to um, walk this out and yeah. become mature in it. Um, As you spoke, like what came to my mind is mm. principles in God don't change when you're functioning in the name; they don't yeah. change. Because he functions from thought. When he said, let there be light, there was a thought. He doesn't have, he mm-hmm. didn't have a physical um, mouth when he said, let there be light. And that was him breathing his image into the dust. And so he reproduced his spirit. And so if the spirit is a person and that spirit is a mind and that spirit is an intelligence. And so when mm-hmm. we are growing mature and we are maturing, then we are being fruitful and we're multiplying and we're replenishing the earth in particular areas. So that means when you're functioning in God's intelligence, that is when you begin to multiply heaven. But when you don't, you're actually multiplying dysfunction or hell Mm -hmm. onto the earth, which is why it's really important to renew your mind so that you are being a a good representative, you know, that you are actually (laughs) bringing about God, what his, what his desires are, what his, um, what his will for us is. So we have to remove the context of uh, spirit being this um, thing that's floating around. A spirit is a mind. It mm-hmm. is a energetic intelligence. And you can actually know that it's still in your body because there's breath in your body. And so mm-hmm. as that intelligence is brought into functioning with God's mindset consistently, that's the discipline. Mm-hmm. Then you are actually maturing and multiplying the person of God or the spirit of God or the mind of God into the earth. And that means you're functioning from his reference point, his wisdom, his mm-hmm. intelligence. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. I, and one of the, the things about um, getting to the that mis- spiritual growth or maturity in Christ is the key elements is... Um, well, you have to have accurate knowledge for mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. And then um, once you get that understanding of the Bible and how um, it's not a Bible of stories, even though it's it's um, representing people who lived long ago, 
and we could call them stories, but they're not just fairy tales or something that's made up. It's something that is, is, is truth. So when you line yourself up, your sign, when you line yourself up with that truth, the Bible just not becomes stories. It becomes a manual of life, how you function. It's, it's almost like guys, it's like, um, when you buy something like a, a car, let's just say a car or, or um, any electronics, what are you going to do? Are you just going to jump in and try to figure it out? Or are you going to take the manual and actually find out what the, the manufacturers require of the vehicle, how to change it, mm-hmm. uh, how, oil change, or how to um, operate the vehicle safely, right? You'll, you have to have that understanding. Well, that's what kind of like what the Bible is in for spiritual growth is understanding the accurate knowledge of that bible and then using it as your manual to find out how you as a son or a daughter of god operate in as a multiplication of god and the more you know about your know about god the more you know about yourself because it's the same and that's so interesting too because as when you have a manual what you're doing is learning how the creator wanted that particular thing to function. Right. So yeah. you're actually taking on the process of reasoning of the creator. Mm-hmm. And so when we amen. understand the Bible, amen. so when we understand the Bible <laughs> through the name, we're taking on the process of reasoning of the writers who actually function in the name. So they mm-hmm. literally wrote this so they could say, this was my process of reasoning as I function in the name. And what they had, what a mind does, and even as you're going through the stages of growth, what you're learning is each of those stages has its own priority. Amazing. So I'm not using the manual of my cell phone to run my dishwasher because they don't have (laughs) the same function. They don't have the same process of reasoning. Therefore, Mm -hmm. they don't have the same priority. That is the scripture that just came together is how can two walk together? Unless they have the same priority, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same process of reasoning, right? And so it is with when we understand that a mindset determines where we, the stages we are. And we are going to get just into a little bit into like what are some of the stages and how you can recognize where you are um, in the stages. One of the things you'll notice as you go through these stages is that your priorities change. Your identity when you are in one stage, your what you feel like you can and cannot do. And again, that process of reasoning and how you think are all different based on the stage mm-hmm. or the priority that you have. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> amen. Yes. So, <laughs> I, I totally agree with everything that you said there. And, guys, if you out there, um, whether Radio Land or on Facebook or YouTube, write your comments on what, if you understand or agree with what we're talking about and if it, or if it makes sense to you, we would love to hear what you guys have to say. Yeah. And also drop in what you were taught. Yeah. Um, spiritual growth was or what you believe it, it to be so that other people can see your comments. And even as we like dive into it, you know, maybe some people can begin to, Comparing to contrast, like, hey, that's what I've always believed it to be. Mm. But now I understand what it is self-existently through the name. So, yeah. 
That sounds that sounds awesome. Okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I want to get into some of the um, five stages of spiritual growth that um, a person in, who identifies with Christ goes through. Because have you ever heard guys out there that some people go, "I'm in the valley," or "I <laughs> I feel like things are stuck. I don't have a breakthrough." Mm. You know these words that we're all um, talking about. Um, so guys. The prophet uh, Hosea identifies Yeshua as the person of Israel, right? Yeshua revealed and fulfilled Israel's history. He was called out of Egypt. He learned the name. He was baptized. He spent 40 days in the wilderness. He walked out of the, the wilderness, a son, and later inherited the kingdom. And the apostles indicate that all saints experience the same phases of spiritual growth with Christ, Israel in you. So when we're like, oh, no, I, I need a breakthrough. Somebody pray for me. I, I, I'm stuck here. I don't understand. Or there's frustrations and um, I don't know, you're with friendships or whatnot. And you don't know, you know, how to move on. One of the stages that um, some of us do account, encounter when we, we first learn about Christ and or Christ in us or um, hear about the name and the toughest part is coming out of Egypt would be the first one. In the Bible, it's usually we predicted it as the land of slavery. <laughs> so, guys, in the Torah, Israel is recorded as... Um, being called out of Egypt, representative of the house of the serpent, which we know is Satan, then, or we can call the knowledge of good and evil. This is mirrored in the New Testament as the kingdom, dominion, darkness, prior to awakening to Christ. And I, I feel like we all been through that, right? When you're coming out there, you're like, man, I, you're, it's like your world is open. Your eyes are open. Like, what was I thinking? How did I get tied up with this? How about you, Courtney? Um, what's your thoughts on Egypt? My thoughts on Egypt. It's bad. You don't want to <laughs> be there. Um, yeah, so Egypt represents the dust. It represents mm -hmm. the desert. Um, so when Adam fell, it was because he listened to the serpent who was in the dust, who, you know, he was called to now crawl on his belly, if you will. And if you notice the connection, the Pharaoh who, well, let me back up. So they followed the mindset of the serpent. And mm -hmm. when they took on the mindset of the serpent, that means they took on the dust mindset because that's where he was. He identified as dust. And so when the man fell, he began to identify it as dust which is mm -hmm. what Egypt representative. So when the man was following the mind of the serpent, he was following the mind of the dust. And when they followed the mind of the dust, they ended up in slavery. And so you'll notice that there's a connection with the serpent. And then if you notice that the, uh, the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt always wore a um, serpent on his crown because they were also captured by the dust. So they function from mm. a dust perspective. So dust perspective is when you are in darkness because we are light and we actually bring power and light 
to eradicate darkness. Mm-hmm. And so that's what Moses was to do when he went to go get them out of the darkness. And so when you don't know Christ, when you are functioning outside of the name to an extent too, because there are believers, they don't know the name yet, but um, you are functioning in powerlessness and you are functioning in darkness, which is mm-hmm. a form of oppression, which is why God created or he wanted the disciples to go ye therefore and teach all nations so that we could fulfill Jesus's mission, which was to heal the sick, raise the dead, to set the captives free, because all of that has to do with the mindset of darkness. Because again, when we're talking about spirit, spirit multiplies and it produces something. So Mm -hmm. it produces sickness. It produces um, hatred. It produces oppression. So all of these things are connected to Egypt. You'll even even notice, and, and so all those things are also connected to slavery. So sickness has enslaved someone into in darkness. And so Jesus came so that he could set the captives free. And so when we begin to function in our own um, identities in the name, we begin to take on the name as our own, we are functioning as Jesus and we are also Jesus setting the captives free. So true. And this is the part in you guys' life where you're kind of like, you get this inspiration or this you hear the word you hear the good news and you're mm-hmm. like wow you you know you come out of that stupor like um Courtney was saying about the dust you come out of that and you're like I want to know I want to know this this something is tugging on my heart to know this truth about the name or mm-hmm. about Christ and so you move from the uh, the land of Egypt and then what happens you enter into the red the red sea just like after the israels were called out of the land of the out of their slavery that's that hearing of the good word hearing of the word you're calling out of the land of slavery they walk through the red sea on dry land the apostle paul relates this to being baptized unto moses in christ one is baptized unto christ's resurrection and this is where you get that inspiration oh, i got to I want to know. So you find out and you you're overjoyed after hearing the good news and how you're bap- you get baptized onto um what Christ has done for you and you get raised into new life coming out of Egypt and into the Red Sea. Any thoughts on that, Courtney? Yeah, like even if we think about baptism, mm-hmm. baptism for them they um well Jews were baptized in a mikvah and what it's supposed to represent was them um, going down in their old identity and coming up into new birth. For us, we go down into the tomb and we come up resurrected as Christ um, mm. Christians. And so the baptism is very significant because it is where you put down your old identity, where you're supposed to put down your old identity and to take on the new identity and you're supposed to completely let it go. So and you may have mentioned this, and I may have missed you saying this, but everything that we're following is something that Jesus did. Did you already say that? Like that no. Jesus <laughs> went into Egypt. Remember when he was, um, they were going to kill all the little boys born at a certain day. And Jesus was mm-hmm. taken to Egypt by his father. And then they went back to Egypt when it was safe. So mm-hmm. Jesus actually went through this whole journey. Jesus went into Egypt. Israel went into Egypt. Before we knew Christ, we were in Egypt. 
um, the mm -hmm. children of Israel went into the Red Sea, which represented baptism. Jesus was baptized. And from there, he went to the wilderness. And you'll even notice, like, the Bible is really showing you, you know, we talked about the manual. The children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus mm -hmm. spent 40 days because all of it was a mirror. And so even as you're going through this, and this is something I was thinking about as you were speaking, you have to realize that this is not an, there is an overarching growth, but there's also circumstantial growth. Mm -hmm. So there may be areas in your life, we could say there's, you are self-existent because you're functioning from the principles and the concepts, but there are areas where the Holy Spirit has to place you to function self-existently and, and actually wash it out. And so mm -hmm. as you are um, in particular areas, there are situations and circumstances and people you're going to encounter so that you can actually see where you are <laughs> and how you need to apply the name, because that's the whole point. So all of this, even when Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days, I don't know why I want to say 40 years. He was not there. For 40 years. <laughs> when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. He mm -hmm. had to apply the name. Jesus always functioned in his priesthood. Everything that he said, everything that he did, did, like you said earlier, he represented Israel. He was called right. Israel. Yeah. And so he functioned. He was literally mirroring their journey and showing them how they were, how, showing us how they were supposed to do it if mm -hmm. that they adhered to the name. And so everything that he did, everything that he said was based on this and he applied the name. And that is what we're supposed to do. So as you encounter um, your husband, that is you saying in this situation with my husband, am I applying the name? And you mm -hmm. will be put in that situation until you know how to fully adhere to the reality that of Yahweh Elohim concerning that. So mm -hmm. someone may say, okay, well, I feel like I'm in the Red Sea here, but I'm in Egypt here. Yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. When it comes to dealing with your spouse you might be <laughs> in the red sea but <laughs> when you come to dealing with you know how you talk about yourself and think about yourself maybe you are in the next stage that we'll go over which is sinai so mm -hmm. i just wanted to point that out that just because in one area you are one one thing it is very common to be in another stage of growth in another in another yeah mm -hmm. so true yeah. which does lead us like you <laughs> said a while ago to sinai yeah, this is where we learn the name, okay? Um, so at Sinai, Israel received the knowledge of the name mm -hmm. um, through the law, which mm -hmm. was on stone, what Moses wrote. Believers in the, the person of Christ are then required to learn Christ, renewing their minds, as we talked about earlier, to the perspective of his name. And if you guys look at Romans 12, 2 and, and Ephesians 4, 20, you would see that the renewing of the mind is very important. Mm -hmm. So at this stage is sometimes um, you would you would need to read your manual, which is uh, the word uh, with accurate knowledge and understanding the the history, the um, understanding Father God, you know all that stuff we talked about earlier about knowing the manual, knowing how you function. Mm -hmm. So it's a time of preparation. Mm -hmm. I, I would say a time of, of rest. Some people call it rest where you don't really, maybe in your life, you don't go out. You just hear in your heart that 
um, you're supposed to be home for a couple of years. Or maybe you got like myself, I got a dream um, where I was, I, I saw in the dream where I was going to be studying ancient books, where I would sit down and it was going to be a year or so where um, I need to learn Christ, <laughs> right? So maybe you had that inclination out there, guys out there, or, um, that this is what I need to do. And this would be your Sinai moment where there's just resting in, in searching the matter out. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and just some people would say, have a relationship with God in this moment and just converse back and forth, reason, um, read the Bible, reason with it, flip it, look into it, you know, have that, that, uh, that moment or that year or however long of a season you have for that. How about you, Courtney? Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, you mentioned a word. Um, you said something about the law. And we keep saying manual. But because the reason I'm bringing that is because our perspective of the law, we think of do this or your arm gets chopped off or something like that. <laughs> but for the Israelites, when it was originally, when they were originally given the manual or the perspective of Yahweh, which is what the Torah means, Mm -hmm. They were actually given a manual and it was to show them where they were to apply the name and what they could also feel if we don't apply the name. So it was a place where they were allowed to make mistakes. And also you using the law made me think of how when you have a traditional westernized um, upbringing in Christianity, you, there's a there's a great emphasis on theology and philosophy, whereas mm -hmm. what we're talking about concerning growing spiritually is really you taking on the garden perspective of who of what your identity is, what your limitations are, which are none, mm -hmm. <laughs> what your potential is, which is everything, because Yahweh, there's no limit to your intelligence. And what you're doing is you're um, encountering these situations. And I kind of leaned into this a little bit. You're encountering these situations so that you can see how to apply the garden perspective. Mm -hmm. So it's like this perpetual time of, oops, I went that way. I kind of think of one of those <laughs> labyrinths that you walk mm -hmm. down, you know, those huge hedges and you're walking through it and you're like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't benefit me or benefit the collective. Let me go around another way. So you're like really walking this out. And as you're walking this out, the father is growing in you by disciplining you, by functioning in the integrity of the name. Mm. And he's doing this so that you can share in his power as you go through these stages we're talking about, so that you can share in his power, so that you, as you function as his mind, again, you're, fun you're conforming that particular situation into his spiritual reality yeah so true so true mm -hmm. which does lead what you're on your topic is <laughs> um paran this is mm -hmm. where like what courtney was ex explaining where you choose your priority paran guys mean glorification in this wilderness israel was required to make the decisions in discipline to the perspective of God's name in the face of every challenge. In Christ, um, saints are required to do the same. The duration of this 
phase is determined by the saint's decision. Now, I have an example for that, like this choosing, because sometimes in every situation or every um, aspect of your life, you're going to make decisions, right? So it's either I stay in kind of like a dusty perspective and don't move and go off my prior knowledge that I know in a certain area, or I take a stand and say, okay, God's promises said this, and now um, I'm going to try it out in this area, but knowing that is that is part of you, whatever it is. An example would be for myself, to give you guys an um, example out there, I decided to go to the store, uh, well, uh, picking up some milk or whatnot, and I ended up in line with um, a, a, an older lady in front of me, and she was counting change, and you know, she had uh, some groceries there, but she um, she ended up not having enough. And in my heart, I'm like, oh man, maybe I could help her out with it. But then another part of me, uh, another part of my, let's say, dust perspective would be like, ah, she can get it herself, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But I know um, out of integrity of my true spirit, my own spirit um, in multiplication, like Christ is to act and know that this is who I am in Christ and it's pleasing to father. So long story short, she couldn't pay for most of her grocery. And I says, excuse me, miss, is it okay? Um, I see you don't have enough. I, if you don't mind, I don't mind taking care of that for you. And the, the, the joy in her, she's like, oh my gosh, the, are you sure? This has never happened to me before. And, you know, the long story short, she gave me a hug. She was so overwhelmed. She's the tears or whatever. And for myself, it was more like, you know, this is Christ. It doesn't, I'm there because at a certain time because the situation to make another Elohim, even though she really doesn't know who she is, um, a joyful in the situation it's out of love and integrity and whatnot but that would be kind of like choosing making a decision i'm going to go forth in christ in this area because it's challenging me father father in me is like in my mind it's like um you should do that for her like i said and then there's another part of, part of me which like i said would be a dust perspective where it would be like no <laughs> but i chose in the decision making to do what I normally would do as the father would do, I would do, right? So, and in the end, it just turned out amazing. And just um, as she went, somebody else came along and she's like, I got to tell you what just happened to me, <laughs> you know, and it made her day. And now Christ is being spread, mm -hmm. right? So that would be, <laughs> that would be an example of, something that you guys may go go and encounter with in Paran where you have this area in your life where it's you have to make a decision you have to face that challenge and use the promises or the name in that 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 area in your life so uh yeah any any other thoughts on that uh Courtney Paran is you battling back and forth between moving forward or going back to Egypt. Yeah. So in Egypt, you, the name is self-existent. 
So in Egypt, you functioned from codependency. The name is um, internally validated, validated by Holy Spirit and the perspectives of Holy Spirit, the wisdom and the intelligence of Holy Spirit alone. Whereas in Egypt, you had external validators. And so your decision, as you talked about, decision is decide, means to cut off all other mm -hmm. options. And so you're making decisions to invalidate or to um, decide whether or not you're going to fall back into old reference points that you had once abandoned. So for yeah. instance, if you once validated yourself by saying, I know that I'm mature because I get up at four o'clock in the morning and I pray for five hours and you have this whole checklist of things you do, and that is what you're using to say you're validating yourself, then you have fallen back into Egypt. And so what's really important is as you're encountering these situations, because again, growth is certain, but each situation, mm -hmm. um, you are, it is necessary for you to number one, be patient with yourself. <laughs> that would be very important because this is where you're going through a process to learn to be disciplined and have integrity concerning the name. And because, okay. and what you'll notice if you looked at when the children of Israel spent all that time in Paran, Many, 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 many decades they spent there. Um, they were constantly tempted to be double-minded. Yeah. Which wasted their time, which mm -hmm. kept them from the promised land. And moving forward, it caused all kind of situations that they had to deal with that they wouldn't have had to deal with had they just decided. But in right. other words, they made the decision essentially to die there. Mm -hmm. And so that they never reach heaven or the kingdom or the promised land, whatever you want to call it. And so here we have to make a decision, like you were saying, to cut off all the other options that we had when we were in Egypt. To no longer allow anything to validate us, to no longer allow ourselves to be codependent on anything except the wisdom and the intelligence of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to Moab. Okay, well, there's that. Where, when you make those decisions, it gives you that power of the firstborn. So Moab, guys, Moab, I hope I'm saying it right, means firstborn son. Only by the decision to abandon the logic of their subjective priorities for the logic of God's name and his decisions did Israel, like we were talking about earlier, move to Moab. In Christ, only when saints do the same, do they walk in the power of the firstborn son? So when you start like from moving from Paran, the choosing, oh, what do I do? To Moab, <laughs> when you start to <laughs> say, no, this is my life. This is my, who I am in Christ. I, I you see the full picture of what um, um, the father and you are together. It, you just start to rest in it. You, it, there's a scripture I forgot where, where um, Father God was saying, at least they enter into rest. You know, some, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know the scripture offhand, but there is a scripture in the word where he, he has given rest already. And I believe that was it the church or he was saying something about at least they enter into rest. But anyways, <laughs> this is where when you choose to knock off all the the other codependency 
things from what you see, what people are saying, and you just choose the decision to walk in the fullness of Christ. This is where you just rest in Moab, which in turn, um, I don't have really have a, an example. It just, it just becomes your nature, I guess. Um, you see things through the lens of father. You see the, you start to be familiarized with how you function and everything. A good example, I guess, I got one, it just came to mind. It would be like um, you as a child um, learning to ride your bike for the first time, right? And obviously you fall off, you you try it again, you try it again. And then finally, you um, years later, let's say you did get it and then you didn't ride your bike years later, you're an adult or, or older and um, you can pick up that bike and ride it. How do you know how to ride it? Because you've already learned. You know how to stabilize and, and be in that that position of riding a bike. Well, that's what Moab is. After going through those trials, after going through all the things that um, that come in your life, and you learn how to make the decision to stand in God's word as your word and and speak and walk it out, it becomes stable. You it becomes something that you or you can ride. <laughs> I guess like I'd like the bicycle, right? Um, which um, leads uh, to our very final one, which is Canaan, um, which is the kingdom of God. But before you go there, mm -hmm. I have some things to say about Moab. Oh, sorry, I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so when you what came to mind though um, was when you said when you were walking as Christ, and that is when you're walking as God's son. In other words. This is when you are in union with the Father, like Jesus mm, was in union yes. with the Father. And the reason I wanted to say that is because there's a couple of scriptures that came to my mind as you were speaking. Oh, and good. those are, I and the Father are one. Mm. Or mm -hmm. when you see me, you see the Father. And that is because when Jesus did something, again, he did it through the name, which means he did it with the perspective and the lens. Mm -hmm. And his perspective is now my perspective. So the way that he would walk in power is the way that I walk in power. And the reason that Jesus was able to say that was because, um, here's an example that I've used before. Um, if Jesus had built a table, yeah. whoever had trained Jesus, which was his father, Joseph, would not have been able to tell if Jesus built the table or if Joseph had built the table because okay. Jesus had mm -hmm. learned to duplicate or any artisan actually, because Jesus had learned to duplicate the work that Joseph did. Mm -hmm. And it was the same when people followed rabbis, when they followed rabbis, um, there are stories we've learned, like as we're at the Institute where those who are following their rabbi, they learn to talk like them. They learn to walk like them. They learn to think mm -hmm. like them. Even to mm -hmm. the point where we see in the Bible where someone recognized that Peter was a follower of Christ. And it's because when you followed a rabbi, you completely duplicated and implemented everything that they did. Mm -hmm. So when you saw Peter, you're like, hey, you follow Jesus because you walk like Jesus. You talk like Jesus. You uh, hand things over to me like Jesus. And remember, people were able to recognize Jesus even after he passed away. And passed away and he rose again and his whole he looked different but even as he walked down the road he was recognized by how he like 
spoke or how he broke bread. And people were like, hey, that was Jesus. And so you literally take on the same mannerisms when you're in mm. this particular stage. And no, and no one can tell the difference between you and God, which is the only way for people to see God on earth is for them to see God function through you. So even what you did at the grocery store, that was not Tanya. That was Yahweh Elohim buying that lady's groceries. And she had no idea. Mm, because when okay. she saw you, she was seeing Yahweh Elohim because you had taken on his perspectives and you had walked it out. Beautiful. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Uh, it, another example, too, would be the Pharisees. When um, was it Peter or was it in front of them? And they were or the 12 or oh, sorry, guys, I'm so mixed up with my Gospels right now. But <laughs> they were in front of the Pharisees and they had to communicate and said they took note that they were with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Everything maybe they did was exactly what Jesus would say and do. That is exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Which leads us to the very last one, which is called Canaan, the mm -hmm. kingdom of God. Um, Canaan means, guys, synchronicity. Israel walking in the priority and logic of the name of God inherited the promises, the, the promised land. They were in the promised land. In Christ, this is mirrored by the sons of God walking in the same inheriting the kingdom Examples is synchronicity with all the creation. Now, when you have um, learned to ride that or understand the manual or learn to ride that bicycle, like I was given an example earlier, mm -hmm. um, it becomes your lifestyle. The, um, you cannot, it's almost like you can't remember your old um, dust perspective lifestyle anymore because all you see ahead of you is beauty and um, love and integrity to to the name and not just that now that you're in sync with father all of creation that was is was stated in the bible that grown for the sons and daughters of god to be made manifest now see you they're waiting for your command they're waiting for you to fill them with um love and and energy to um move in what they're they're made to move in and father just does it when you're in sync father does it for you and you would start to see um your 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 life change your your friendships change and and i'm saying change for the good um your your environment around you all is yielding to you things that um you would pray for or speak over they start to let's say your garden starts to bloom um, just things start to come to you and go out from you uh, with goodness and joy for others, right? So that's so far I got for Canaan. How about you, um, Courtney? Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I would say the kingdom of God, it, number one, it's in you, but it's the fullness of life in all areas and all aspects of your life. That is when you have reached the promised land. It's when all of your needs are met, you're functioning, you're encountering darkness, and you're bringing light in every area. It's just functioning fully as God. And you're trusting Holy Spirit. In all these stages, you're trusting Holy Spirit to do what you've decided to do. And when you get to this stage, it's just normal and natural. 
for it to take place. And so I look forward to functioning in Canaan. Amen. <laughs> I do. Amen. I really do. I really do. I look forward to functioning in it. And your imagination, you know, I guess as we discover different nuances that, you know, as research continues at the Institute and we discover different nuances, we will get we will get to the place where we understand <clears throat> how to fully function in the name. So mm -hmm. we can reach so live in Canaan. Mm, mm, mm. I'm excited about it. Canaan is the land of milk and honey. Glory, <laughs> glory, <laughs> glory. And, and so when you guys, are, yeah. Go saying, ahead, when you are in that name, when, when you're functioning in that, you're also, um, everything you do, you'll realize that it also affects the collective. Like everything oh, that definitely. you do will be affecting the collective. So it'd mm -hmm. be really awesome to affect the world in that capacity of power. It'd be really awesome. And guys, this is the good news of your salvation. So I uh, look forward, like Courtney was saying, look forward to just keep plugging in wherever stage you are at or you know where you're kind of at as we described and went through the five stages um, and gave you examples and you recognize a, a stage that you're at, don't um, be discouraged, mm -mm. but in, enjoy the journey and keep discovering with father keep discovering who you are mm -hmm. um keep learning uh, mm -hmm. a king never stops learning and he'll take his learning and he'll test them out like science mm -hmm. <laughs> testing them. absolutely like solomon exactly you mm -hmm. keep testing things out mm -hmm. um so i we've only got maybe about a few more minutes courtney shall we do a quick um reboot your biblical perspective. I have um, one more point that I wanted to Nate, point out just one more time and say, in one area, you could be in Sinai and another area you could be in Paran. So I just so, wanted to yeah. point that out to you because I was under the impression when I started learning about the five stages that this meant for your whole life, oh, I yeah. was in a particular stage, but it's per circumstance situation in person okay that's so true that's <laughs> okay true. yeah go ahead let's do, let's do a couple all right guys get your bible hats on <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> help you renew your mind <laughs> to uh we call it the reconstruct your matrix so here are some fun uh bible trivia game that we want to help exercise your mind so if you guys like leave your comments below we'd love to hear your answers even though we'll give you the answers right away after going through it so just check and see if you got it right and if you got them all right what do you get Courtney? one thousand blessings blessings <laughs> amen to that that brings me joy just so we know <laughs> Okay, so question number one, guys. Um, true or false? The Bible is the most popular book ever written by copy sold. True or false? The Bible is the most popular book ever written by copies. Put your answers below. Question number two. What is the first book in the Bible called? Okay, well, what is the first book in the Bible? Is it the index, mm -hmm. the title Bible, or is it Genesis? Number three, who was the first man and what was his name? Was it 
John Smith? Was it Yahweh Elohim Adam? Or the last action hero? <laughs> Did you write these, Tanya? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Question. Where did Adam and Eve live at the beginning of the world? Was it house by a cottage? Was it the Garden of Eden? Or was it the grand hotel built for mm -hmm. a king? <laughs> Number five, question. How did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? Was it? She put him in a basket in the river, drove off in her brand new car, or gave him up for adoption to a princess of Egypt. Guys, write your comments below. We'd love to hear your answers. And we'll give you a few seconds to do that. And here comes the answers. For, so for question number one, true or false, the Bible is the most popular book ever written by copies sold? The answer is true. Number two, what is the first book in the Bible? The answer is Genesis. Uh, number three, who was the first man and what was his name? Well, if you guys got Yahweh Elohim Adam, you are so right. <laughs> And number four, where did Adam and Eve live at the beginning of the world? Guys, it wasn't a house by the cottage. And it wasn't the grand hotel built for a king. But it was the Garden of Eden. Number five, how did Moses' mother save him from the Egyptian soldiers? Well, she didn't drove off with that brand new car because it wasn't there back then. But she did put him in the in a basket in the river. So guys, if you got all those questions and all those five questions correct, um, I'm going to send out promise, um, let's see, 1 Corinthians 6.19. And it says, I have given you my spirit so your body could be my temple. Amen. So if you dwell on that, think on that thing, that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost within you. Man, you are so loved. You are not just loved, but wow, you're on your way to um, being filled with understanding how and what um, the spirit in you is capable of doing. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. We want to thank you all for listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio show with Tanya Wookie and myself, Courtney King. You can learn more about uh, this topic by joining our Facebook group, The Anointed Life Mindset Mentors, or visiting our website at International Institute of Pneumatology. To listen to the segment again, you can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or Google Podcasts. If you have topic suggestions that you'd like us to cover, you can leave us a comment on Facebook or YouTube. Blessings and much love and good night. Blessings, guys.